Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that does declare it will entertain you for at least an hour. Uh, we are still doing our month of very long movies, or as it was pitched, movies to cuddle up to your significant others with. And there seems to be a running theme of civil war and weird r- love relationships in all of the movies we've done so far. And, and no, not only that, but people dying on horseback. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, cuddle up with your significant others and watch a bunch of death <laughs> and war and, you know, just shitty relationships. That so, being said, he is Captain Hassa. Hello. And I, frankly, don't give a damn. I'm Chris. <laughs> don't swear. We've gone a long way from our humble, happy beginnings, and some could say there's a wind of change. Boo. See what I did there? As we sat through and figured out how to recast this four-hour-long movie that not only had an overture, intermission, but also exit music. No, not only that, but this is not a four-hour movie. This is a four-hour propaganda piece for the South. South. That's right, people. Get extra comfy as we once again pick apart the American South during the Civil War and recast Gone with the Wind. Okay, so we're going to talk about it eventually, but let's let's start at the beginning with this. This movie is so unbelievably racist. It's it it. I was going to say it frankly. <laughs> frankly, it's terribly it's, racist. It's it surprised me. It really, really did. When Manny first showed up. Mm-hmm. And like, it was everything that I've seen in comedies where they make fun of this stuff. And but I think this is where it came from. That's what I mean, right? Like, but like, that's why it's so scary. How unbelievably racist this is between Mammy and Prissy and all the black people who in Atlanta who were marching to war for the love of the South. They weren't marching to war. They were marching to dig trenches yeah. for the white guys to fight. But you know what I mean. Yes. Like, it was ridiculous. And for me, um, the best part, I actually took a picture of it on my phone, is one of the title cards in the middle of the movie, because every now and then they just had words on yeah. the screen, is to split the Confederacy, to leave it crippled and forever humbled, the great invader marched leaving behind him a path of destruction 60 miles wide from Atlanta to the sea. Apparently, the North was the great invader. Like, at least Gettysburg kind of gave it both sides. Gettysburg made it seem like, yeah, both sides were fighting for a belief of something. Yeah, this this made it like the North were coming down to attack their gentleman ways. But they made it seem like, and this is... I, I kind of liked this about the movie. They made it seem like at the very beginning, they all want war. They want to be like, yeah, we're going to go fight. We're going to go kill. Oh, yeah, war's happening. We're all going to go sign up. It's going to be a great the thing. O- the only person who didn't was Rhett. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to do that. Until later, but... Yeah. But it was like, they were happy they were going to war. And you're like, seriously, guys? And then it, they lose right they're like we're gonna beat this in like three weeks and then it's what seven years yeah. civil war well they also got their asses handed to them in gettysburg and well actually was at gettysburg they said that mm-hmm. yeah but yeah like i we're, we're we're gonna do our best to cast this movie like they would be remaking it today obviously the parts of mammy and Prissy, we are going to be recasting, 
but for my t- interpretation, at least, they are not going to be so unbelievably stereotypical. But you can't not have them in the film. You can't. You can't deny it. Yeah. Because again, this is a set piece of history. So this is what. I don't want to say this is what they would be, but this is what they were like. This is what they were going to be like. So I, I, yes, this this sucks for us pretty much casting straight up. But you know what? We'll we'll do our best, and it's well, not yeah. going to be caricatures or no. like that. It should just literally be. I don't know how you're doing yours, but mine is just literally going to be a more realistic version of this. Yeah, of course, and like of course there were times where, like. Mammy says that when she gives birth, or when she gives birth, when she delivers Scarlet's kid, mm-hmm. that she's delivered three generations of this family, that, like, even if they started paying her because she was a freed slave, mm-hmm. right, she might even stick with them because of the family thing. Okay, I'm, again, not saying that would necessarily happen, but it's a possibility. I'm sure if they got paid, they would stick around. They were still needing jobs, and people still hated them. There was still... I'm trying to think if it was uh, Douglas. What was his name? Uh, Frederick Douglas. Okay. So I read it for one of my courses. I had to read one of his his books, which is he was a slave that then became a free man. And it was a kind of an autobiographical thing. But I think it was in that one of his books that it was when they got freed, they were all happy. Of course, they're free. But then they all realized, what are we going to do? And they would go back and be like, hey, let me work for the person that I was... That used to own me. That used to own me, which is just shitty. Yeah. But... Because, like, even though they were freed, like, as we even see to this very day, Mm -hmm. they still don't have the rights that people who aren't black have. That is... That is true. Like... And that's a sad. That's kind of what the real shitty part of this is. But anyway, that all up front. Um, we obviously will bring it up a little bit later, but just to know for the people who are listening, we are just two white stupid, guys. stupid white guys who recognize the fact that this is completely wrong and terrible. Um, but because of the aspect of we're recasting a film, it's a- we can't change it. We can't change it. Well, well, let's just talk about this. It, we we are studying, in some degree, we are studying films. And your your daughter's very upset by all of this. <laughs> we study films. We choose the films we want to do, right? We can't mm. just always do Mortal Kombat. No, we can't. I wish. Um, <clears throat> we can't even do Mortal Kombat. But of course, there, there's going to be films that we do that have... The social aspect of it. and Yeah, but I just think this one was such a, so egregiously terrible that we had to at least say at the front, like... Yeah, but... This is, I, this is bad. I think we, we both, recognize the fact that this is bad. and But like, I think we both agree that we are probably keeping this in the time period because it's the only way... You, how would you not? Yeah, because if you update it, then those characters are pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. Also, Scarlet would never be allowed to get away with half the stuff she gets away with in like a modern setting yes so this movie was too long okay this movie is very racist racism aside scarlett o'hara is terrible oh my god she's such a bad person <laughs> like Rhett's not a good person either but he knows he's not a good person mm-hmm. and he doesn't he does not act good nobody but melanie yeah which is 
her cousin? I no, it's Ashley's cousin. Ashley's cousin. That's right. They're not no, actually related. No related. But yeah. Like only Melanie, like, is good. She's and she's really good. Everybody else yeah. are kind of complete assholes. Yeah. Ashley's not terrible, but he's, he's not, not good either. He's not faithful. To some degree. It's okay. To some degree. I, I it's love not the, physically, I love the fact but that, like, you know, he, he, he kisses her, kisses Scarlet at least twice in this movie. Mm-hmm. But then when they get caught hugging, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the scandal. Yeah. It's like... I've, I, I can I, explain. I've, I've, I've hugged my sister-in-law many times. <laughs> like, I like it. But I'd be like, I can explain. You are hugging... Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it should have just she walks in. Oh, hi, Scarlet. What are you doing here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, like she, like she does some. Scarlet does do some good things in this movie, but she is just a terrible piece of shit. And it's remarkable that so many people in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. have pointed this person out as one of the good people in old cinema. Like, these are, oh, Scarlett O'Hara was such a beauty and such a blah, 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 and had such, was such a great character. And I'm like, she was a terrible character. She was acted well. But, but like, she was a, here, here's the thing. She was a strong female character. Was she? To some degree, <laughs> because let's frank, let's, I was going to say, let's frank it. Let's frank it. She only goes out with or marries Frank Kennedy. Yes. Because she knows that will get her wealth. And that will get her. But it also screws up because one of the other people in her group wanted mm-hmm. to marry Frank. Right? Like. Yes. But she's out because she wants to be a person of power. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the whole, like, she but goes see, through the shanty town by herself because she believes that she is in such a state that she is... But see, that that is totally at odds with her continually rejecting Rhett. Yeah, because she doesn't want to... I don't know. But do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Like, she... Okay, I want I want the life. I want this. I want that. Like, Ashley's not going to give it to you. He's a poor little farm man. Right? Like... No. I don't get the love of Ashley that she has throughout the whole film. But I think that's just the, where this like George Clooney esque sexy man <laughs> is like, yeah, I'll totally take you to Paris and London. Let's go. I got millions of dollars, but I'm in 1912. Gonna... I'm, I'm rich, richest person on the planet. <laughs> but I was going to say, I think it's more because in the beginning it was, you can't have him. And she wants, that's him exactly now. what it was. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, because she constantly can't have him, she yeah. wants him. And then it's near the end where it's like, nay, hey, now you can have him. And she's like, Yeah, but I... not this way. I don't want him this way. But she's also like, yeah. now she realizes, well, I actually don't want him. Yeah. But he... He, th- this is where he is bad because he constantly leads her on. Oh, yes, I love you, Scarlet. I love you, Scarlet. You're such a brave oh, Scarlet. woman, Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet. 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 <laughs> you know. Tetsuo. <laughs> Oh, I would have goodness. laughed if at some point Rhett just shows up as a big blob. <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> okay, there we go. We could change the movie. <laughs> That's our next podcast. Fusion of two movies. Nice. Gone with the Wind and Akira. 
Gone with Akira? Gone with Akira. Akira, Akira of the Wind? Akira of the Wind. Yeah. It sounds like a uh, Miyazaki movie. <laughs> I got a good thing here now. We yeah. got another podcast going on. <laughs> Pitch meeting. Right after Drunk and Recast. <laughs> Take two random films and pitch the film. <laughs> pitch the film together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. But the thing is, okay, let's talk about a few good things that I really did like in this movie. This was... I actually thought the acting was really, really well done. Yes. For 1939, 1940, mm-hmm. like this movie was acted very well. Obviously, stage acting was the big thing, but like, and it was over the top and all that stuff. But I still mm-hmm. think, I still think... um Clark Gable gave a much more subdued performance than I see, like, um, Taming of the Shrew. He, he, oh, yeah. Right? Like, Let's not talk about Taming of the Shrew. No, no, but, like, he, like, he had tears in his eyes. Like, it was definitely more, they, they knew they were being on film and not he, just he gave, filming yeah. a play. He right? gave way more emotion. But then he gave a lot of, I want to use swagger. Yeah. Like, he this just, dude just is cool. This dude is cool as shit. Yeah. I want to be Rhett Butler. Because <laughs> he was like, well, I think when he's in jail, and he's like playing poker with him, and the guy's like, well, he loses to us every week. And you're like, how could you be mad at a man who loses money so yeah. easily? Because he's got a millions of dollars, and he's also, just saying like pennies to you. And he's also probably doing it purposely. Oh, yeah. Of course he was. Yeah. That's how he got information about Ashley. Yeah. Right? And how they were going to you know, Which, come after him. I love that scene, too, where yeah. they come in all drunk and... Yeah. Like, yeah, you can like, ask Belle. Yeah. Oh, oh no, you said Belle. Well, it's because obviously <laughs> that's a whorehouse. <laughs> but I love that that's yeah. how they they get away with it, right? Yeah. Like, you can say it in front of me. Yeah, we're at the whorehouse. Yeah. Oh. You know the one you frequent a lot, yeah. Sheriff? <laughs> oh, anyway, good day, sir. <laughs> not the sheriff, whatever he was, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I... I will I'll... say this, though. It was visually stunning. Yeah, I was going to go there as well. This movie was... Technicolor was done amazingly well, mm-hmm. which makes sense because the guy who directed Victor Fleming also did Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. which was another Technicolor marvel of filming. Um, yeah, the way he did it in this movie is jaw dropping. But just some of the scenes, like uh, the first one I remember actually being struck by was when Scarlett and her dad are on the hill with the tree and it like oh, yeah, pans it... up. And it goes to that kind of silhouette picture. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I'm like, I was looking at it, I'm like, that's probably just a backdrop, but it looks so good. Yeah. There's a lot of matte painting in this, but mm-hmm. the matte painting looked amazing and looked so well. Like, even like, there was that party scene, I think it was where, she, yeah, where she was mourning, Scarlett was mourning for the first time, but not mm-hmm. really mourning because she married a guy she doesn't love, um, where she was like dancing below the mourning table. Yes. I guess it was. This <laughs> segregate the mourning people. No, I think she was... <laughs> Auction, like she was selling stuff. Oh, was that what it was? It was supposed to be like she's there to sell stuff. Oh, to I help. thought they were like segregating her because she had she was in mourning. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, that makes more sense though. Because I think they they brought she's not supposed to dance. No, she's not supposed to display that she's happy or anything yeah. because she's in mourning. But I feel like they the idea of that was that they put her in the booth to be like, oh, you sell stuff to so, m- yeah. for the yeah. Okay. Anyway. That that scene but, where they had the big wide shot of the whole crowd, that backdrop was all matte painting, mm-hmm. but it was kind of 3D on the roof. 
Yeah. Like the way they drew it, like the roof looked like it was coming over the camera. And I thought that was really, really well done. Well, the other one that really I really enjoyed was when Scarlett had to go get the doctor. And it's going through the train yard. That was... And it was just like... Oh, yeah, when it, it kept going out? back. And it was like... Yeah. The amount of people they have was just crazy. Yeah, and you're that, like... That, sh- that shot is was so well done and must have been mm-hmm. must have been very difficult to shoot right well, it would have been difficult to set it all up that's what i mean like, yeah. yeah that and the um i really i know it was all like in camera effects and stuff but like the fire in atlanta mm. was really really well done especially for the era like obviously ret punching people was poorly done but huh, yeah. huh, huh. Uh, away horse <laughs> nay but yeah, that that fire was, and like that one big long shot where they're really small against the against the fire mm-hmm. going along the ground, and like that was a filmed element, right? And then another filmed element put behind it, like that. Mm. That took some ingenuity on their parts, right, to yes. do that in camera. But yeah, this, so this movie was visually stunning, which is something that I would love to roll over into the new one, kind mm. of along the lines of. How, what is the name of that show? The Great? I think it's just called The Great. That show on Amazon about Catherine the Great and that role in Russia, like the costumes and the sets are just stupidly amazing. And, um, or like the Marie Antoinette movie starring Kirsten Dunst. Like, I think that was just Marie. It was Marie Antoinette. I think it was just called Antoinette, I think. No. Doesn't really matter. You know the one I'm talking about. Sofia Coppola directed it. Mm -hmm. Um, like that, those types of movies have such visually stunning costumes, like this movie, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to keep that going with this. Like, and I, and I want the, I want Rhett to ooze style and cool, and I want Ashley to be like super goody two shoes, and I want, I really want if we're gonna remake this, as a remake, as everything we said in the beginning of this, as a mm-hmm. remake, I kind of want to, give the characters, that leeway to be. Scarlett O'Hara and be Rhett Butler and be, mm-hmm. you know, that type of character, not character, but character that these people obviously put a lot of work into, mm-hmm. right? And then just, you know, hitting black people. <sighs> <laughs> but if you think about it, what, when okay. was the Civil War? What, 19, no, 18 something, 1870 something? Yes. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. It's when? important. Because we've done three movies of it and <clears throat> yeah. can't figure it out. Or two movies. No, it couldn't have been. No, what? I guess it could. I can't remember. Because this movie came out in 1939. I just want to know what the difference is. Like, obviously there were people still alive when this movie was made who fought in the in the Civil War. Right? It couldn't have oh, been yeah. that far. Right? Kind of like um, we still have people who fought in World War II, but barely. Yes. What were the American Civil War dates? 1861 to 1865. Okay, so this was... It's only four years long. 40. Was that the American Civil War period? 70 years. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, this wasn't that far. This is just one generation away from the people who fought in the Civil War, which makes me think that a lot of people who worked on this film, especially if they filmed it in the South, Mm. grew up with those beliefs. Right? Well, come on. Like, they didn't really ever get rid. No, good point. They're, they're still the tearing s- down statues of General Lee in the South right now. <laughs> so. Yeah. The yeah. South. Good old Southern boys. But the thing is, like, 
I was saying to Danielle when we were watching that this is one I'm going to go off a little bit of a uh, anti-American tirade. I apologize. This is one I think movies like this are the reason why people wave Confederate flags and you know praise these this thing because they see this as such a pinnacle of high society because look at these people. They were wearing ball gowns. They were having huge parties. Well, and... even the beginning of this movie <laughs> talks about how they were like chival- chivalrous. Yeah. Chivalrous. They were all gentlemen. And they were, would... they were the last of the knights. You wouldn't be that ungentlemanly, would you, sir? No, of course not. Of course you would. Yes. And like they, they, they insult that, nor- that northern guy to the point where he's like, oh, no, no, um, uh, no I'm so, so, so sorry. It's like, no arrest that guy he clearly like either just playing you like but like i think it's i think it's funny because they go from oh yes the southerners were such high society and all this and now we use the term southerner and we just joke because we make them all country hits. they're all cletus yeah like simpsons gave us that yeah right that's what a southerner hillbilly is to us right which is like that, and all uh, about not the country. all the time because you still get the southern gentleman. Hmm. Look at George Clooney, the guy's from Kentucky, hmm. right? Like you would never consider him that, but you would consider him like Rhett. Yeah, like that's you know, <laughs> this is gonna sound really weird. That slow gin kind of guy, right? Like <laughs> sitting on a porch drinking a mint julep, just like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> You know what I mean, though, right? Like the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, that's the first thing that came to my mind when you said mint yeah. julep. There's yeah. a mint julep waiting so, for you on the other side. Let's talk about a few other things that this... Because this is one of the one of the biggest movies to, to ever been made. So yep. I have brought up here the top ten list of movies that have made the most amount of money with uh, adjusted inflation. Mm-hmm. So... It starts at number 10 with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Hmm. You know, estimated adjusted gross of $982 million. As you can see, yeah. Only a million? $982 million. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next is The Exorcist. Interesting. 1.4. 1.04, my apologies. Dr. Shivago, which maybe we'll do one day. Okay. Um, may cost, or, uh, estimated gross of $1.12 billion. Jaws, which we have done. Yes. Uh, 1.15 the 10 commandments i don't want to ever do that one i don't think also it's three hours and four minutes this 40 minutes it would have been in this if we had done it um made 1.18 titanic made 1.29 um et 1.33 the sound of music which which, which might show up next week what (laughs) made 1.14 sorry 1.41 a little sexy there. Star Wars, do, which is pretty cool because I actually didn't know this. Uh, 1.6 billion and Gone with the Wind, 1.81 billion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Star Wars is just. Yeah. Like. But Star Wars was, again, another technical. Yeah. That was like the first real yeah. special effects driven movie. Yeah. And like. Where Han shot first. Yeah. But like, I know, like, uh, I almost screwed up. Endgame. Made two billion dollars when it came out, but like, still, like this made an estimated one point eight billion dollars in nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, like, but what was it estimated to make? Oh, it doesn't say that. Oh, yeah, the cost. Oh no, uh, during the time it grossed around two two hundred and three million dollars. Hmm. Yeah, 
Because the thing is, this is the this was an era that was totally different from us. You couldn't just buy this VHS and watch it at home. No. They they just kept running this movie. Yeah. Like this movie was in theaters for years, right? So that helps. Anyway. Well, and then like let's let's go over a few things. Technical marvel of the movie. Yes. I think it was incredibly well acted. Yep. I think the people are absolutely terrible pieces of shit. Yes. And I think it was one of the racist movies I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen movies about racism. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't even that racist. And... In, in, a, in a movie about racism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a movie about getting slaves to fight each other to the death. Mm-hmm. This is the most racist movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, let, okay. me, let me say this. I am, you know, 30-something years into my life. Before I actually watch this movie. Yes. But I could quote this quote from this movie for quite a long time because it's always, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yep. Right? It's like one of the most known quotes, <laughs> except for you got it wrong the other day. I did get it wrong the other day. I thought he said Scarlet. And then we always used to joke because we used to always be like, I do declare. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this was also the first time they ever swore on screen. Yeah. Because damn apparently was a swear word back in 1939. Um, they would be shocked by our language today. Back back to the things I like about this movie. I like the fact that Rhett leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, you are an untrustworthy, terrible lady who I happen to love very much, and I'm sorry for that, but I need to go. Well, he You're also, not getting better. He also leaves Keep because... Oh, no. Because he also leaves because he goes, look, you got what you wanted. Melanie's gone. You're going to marry yeah. uh, Ashley. But and then... She, she doesn't want that anymore. No. Because but... she goes, oh, now I can have that. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I want Rhett. Because I she can't can have, have him now. Yeah. yeah. This is a psychological profile Though, of Scarlet. I, I didn't see the falling down the stairs abortion coming no and i definitely didn't see the kid dying on horseback like barry linton last week like i was like (laughs) back-to-back horseback kills like (laughs) i used to work at a horse show facility i have seen many 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 people fall off horses i have never seen anybody die (laughs) but yeah i don't know like i know it's possible trust me I, oh, we, I'm we, not even going to... We... I was there for at least three helicopter ambulance rides out of that place. One of them lost, like, years of her memory. Very bad. Um, Horses are dangerous. Yeah, they're stupid dangerous. But I have seen lots of people take falls, break ribs, stand back up. Like, it's not that bad that this movie and well, the one Barry Lyndon before it were like, oh, no. They fell five feet down off the ground. They are dead. <laughs> but I think this one tried to imply that the way she fell went head first into the ground and cracked. Still. Also, like, don't kill the kid. Like, was this based on a book or something? I don't know. I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, did... I, I, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, I did like the scene... Because it was horrifying where they were like, oh, we're going to take this guy's leg, mm-hmm. but we don't have anything to give him. So we just had to take the leg. And the guy's like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. And then Scarlet I, leaves. I, I, I liked like, all that hospital stuff because guess what? There was actually blood in it. Yeah. Unlike Gettysburg, the movie about war. 
<laughs> True. Yeah. Anyway, we got a bit of a cast list to go through, and we're already half an hour into this sucker. Mm-hmm. So, okay. As I said before, director was Victor Fleming. Movie is Gone with the Wind. It was released on January 17th, 1940, according to IMDb. Um, even though everything says it came out in 1939. Mm. Um, maybe that was just the United States, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, exactly the same Rotten Tomato score as Barry Lyndon last week. Hmm. 91% for critics and 92% for audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to scroll through some of them to see if there were any like negative ones about like the racism and stuff. Like I didn't find any. There was thousands of reviews though. Um, yeah, but too many people would be like, well, this is a good historical document of what no, life none, was. None of them were that. Um, but like one of like a couple of the bad reviews I, I saw, I was like, I don't understand why everyone props this movie up to be such an amazing film. Mm-hmm. Like they're terrible people, blah, 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 blah. They focused on that aspect of it. Yeah. But that's kind of so, like what we did because yeah. we think Scarlet's terrible. She's just terrible. But visually so as, a movie, as a movie, this, they act really well. Yeah. Right. Oh. And that's always the compliment to an actor. Like when you watch a movie and go, I hate this person. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Dolores Unbridge and Joffrey, and yeah. like you go, I literally hate this person. That's a good actor. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of good actors, not really. Okay. Next, first, first on our list is Frank Kennedy, the second white husband. Second husband. Second husband of Scarlett, uh, originally played by Carol Nye. Who wants to go first? The science guy? Yes. Carol Nye. The 1930s science guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your humors are out of whack. <laughs> um, you go first. Because then I will go last. Okay. So I wanted to pick a bit of a schlub. But not like... Are you sure I should go first? Hold on. You, me, you, me. <laughs> No, I should go first. Okay. Because then I will go last. Go ahead. I wanted to pick a bit of a schlub. <laughs> no, I went with... Um, this is the only... I'm going to put the only kind of like comedic actor. But I picked him because he generally plays the loser type guy. I feel bad for him. Um, I picked Ed Helms. Okay. So, Hangover movies, was on The Office for a bit. Um, just because he he kind of has that, like, down-on-his-luck type character that he plays quite often. Mm-hmm. And so, I just, and I don't know. I had trouble trying to pick the age range of everybody because it was a little... Well, because I feel like Scarlet's supposed to be young. Scarlet was, I'm going to guess, 17 at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Right? But then... I don't even know how many years passed. So I, I have a fairly older actress. Well, for I would that say movie. 10 or 12 at least because Bonnie is five, six when she falls off the horse. Probably. Right. So and then it took her years to get to Rat. So. Well, then um, Melanie's child. Yeah. He's got to like, be at least is eight. born and then is like, yeah. Yeah. So. Older. So. But yeah, I went with Ed Helms. Okay. Yeah, I could see him being like this. Well, and he's from Atlanta, I think. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Ed Helms. Um, Who'd you have? I went with. I wanted to pick someone who's a bit schlubby. Schlubby. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and I kind of went. This is gonna. I kind of went a little more twee with it. Do you know what I mean? Just go. I, I went a little more Wes Anderson okay. than anything. I went with Jason Schwartzman. Oh. Um. I thought he always kind of plays that. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Sure. Kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which Ken Kennedy kind of was. He's like, you know, once he mm-hmm. once Scarlet got her fingers into him, he's like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever, dear. Yeah. Oh, you want the you want oh, me to buy lumber, a lumber yard? Lumber, lumber's yeah. just on the side. Like, no, no, you're like, buying it. Oh, oh, okay. Buying the, buying the bill. <laughs> yeah. So I th- kind of and Schwartzman has always been good. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed him in the few movies. I haven't seen him in a lot. I have to admit, but like in the few Wes Anderson movies I've seen and liked, he's been good in them. He was great as Gideon Graves um, and Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a different character than this one, but still, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, next, Gerard, no, Gerald, my apologies, Gerald O'Hara, uh, Scarlet's father, played by Thomas Mitchell, originally. Um, Another Irishman in the Civil War. Kind of, yes. Uh, Other side of the war this time. Who lost his marbles because his whole family got murdered, I'm guessing, by the North, because the North just ran through and killed everybody. But did he lose his family? Because well, wasn't it just Scarlet and her, her his, sisters? And the his wife died and his house house didn't get burnt but like everything else got destroyed see uh, i think he just lost his marbles because they want him to lose his marbles well i think so too but when i originally saw that scene where she's after she realizes her mom's dead and then she's talking to him and he's like oh you shouldn't drink too much my thought was that he surrendered to the no but he surrendered to the north and he was ashamed of it that's why his house was still standing and everything was there Mm. And that's what I thought until they started talking about he lost his marbles. And yeah. I'm like, okay, never mind. They probably just left him alone because he's stupid. Yeah. Gets old. Gets old. Any, anyway, I wanted a nice southern... Because at the beginning, he was that southern gentleman. Yeah. He was that kind of like prim and proper. Uh, Don't tell your mother I jumped the horse. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't dare. Um foreshadowing <laughs> um so i picked billy bob thornton billy bob yeah nice i i can't say i like billy bob as an actor i think he is a good actor i think what he's done in his career makes him a little bit weird in my books mm-hmm. but i think what he does so like what he's done in his like i'm totally screwing this up what he has done acting wise has been good from my point of view. You mean Bad Santa? I never saw that. I don't think Actually, not a terrible, funny movie. I don't think he's funny, but I think he's a talented actor. I think he hmm. does drama quite well. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, who was your... <laughs> I went different because I went the Charles. Irish Irish route. Okay. Um, Liam Neeson. I, I made him... Pardon? Liam Neeson. <laughs> no, but close. I went with Brendan Gleeson. Uh. So you went with Donald Trump? Hmm? Donald Trump. Does he play Donald Trump? He does. Does he? <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, in the um, HBO's Comey rule, oh, okay. he plays he plays a Donald Trump like this, and he plays it amazingly well, because he plays it as a mob boss, because that's what he was. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's really, really well done. But I like him as an actor. God, and, Gleason's great. And he's a, an Irish actor, yeah. so I, like... I want somebody that's going to play up that whole Irish Southerner. Mad-Eye Moody? Yeah, Mad-Eye Moody. 
He uh, was always talked about being a badass, and you never actually see him do anything cool. No. So, yes. Brendan Gleeson. Nice. Okay. Now for the two questionable roles. As we preface again, we are remaking the movie. We realize all the issues that come with this movie. Yes. But if this movie was remade today, they would have to recast these roles as what they were. Mm-hmm. Right? And just get the actors to make them not stereotypes. Especially with Prissy. Yes. Because, I don't know. Who's first? Played I, by played yeah. by Butterfly McQueen. Ooh. Cool nice. name. Cool name. Between the two that we're doing, so Prissy and Mammy, I had way more problems with Prissy. I did too. It like, was the high-pitched voice. It was the high-pitched voice. It was the just... I don't know, terribleness where she's lying all the time and it was just, yeah, uh, I just, yeah, she just, it, it, the the character bugged me and it just did not help this movie. Because the, the character should be played more as a friend who's there to help out, who obviously works for them. Right. Or you can play the whole scared aspect, like one of the reasons she doesn't want to leave is because she's scared to leave. Yeah. And that's why she comes up with the story of, I want to, oh, I can help you and yeah. I'll stay. And like, they kind of did at least some sassiness with Mammy. Oh, yeah. Like, she said white trash so much in this movie. <laughs> I like her and Rhett. Her and Rhett together? Yeah. Yeah, because Rhett didn't care. No. Oh. <laughs> Are you wearing those? <laughs> like, what's that rustling I hear? <laughs> it's that red petticoat you bought me. <laughs> that was three years ago. <laughs> Well, I thought it was about time I wore it. <laughs> Have some more sherry. Just take it all. <laughs> so I was reading. Okay, I'll talk about that when we get to Mammy. Okay. Who's Prissy. your Prissy? Um, I think I've casted her before. Um, but a young actress who could probably pull off this role. And as I said, not make it a stereotype. Terrible, terrible person. Um, so I went with Yara Shahidi. I don't think I know who that is. She's an actress that plays on, funny enough, on the show Blackish and Grownish. She plays Zoe, one of the daughters. Okay. The older daughter. So I think she's got the acting chops to make this character not try to be that stereotype for a laugh or whatever they were using it for. Just, again, make it that scared character that would rather be staying at the house because she doesn't want to leave it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's who I had. Who did you have? Um, I chose um, someone who I've only seen in one thing, and I kind of had to dig it up. Um, but uh, Kiki Palmer, do you know who that is? I do. She's kind of like a I singer. I do because I looked her up while I was... Okay. She's kind of a singer-actress, but I had remember... We had watched, when it first came on air, we had watched stream, Scream Queens. Yes. Because we thought it'd be funny. And it kind of was. But we got, fell off on the first season. It um, was a laugh because it was just so stupid It was horror. so over the top. But and yes, Jamie that's Curtis where she's great. from. Um, but yeah, that's where I know her from. She's been in other things. Uh, but mm-hmm. mostly, she apparently has a movie, uh, music career. I don't yeah. know about music. She was also in Hustlers, but I, I almost, would never see that movie. I almost chose her. 
and then went the other route. That's good. But yeah. Um, yeah, this is just hard. Yeah. So. All right, let's move on. Mimi. Played by Hattie McDaniel. So, two things. One thing. From interesting IMDb you trivia. You only get one thing. Please. Choose wisely. No, of course. Go. Uh, the scene we were talking about with her and Rhett, apparently Clark Gable, it was supposed to be T that was in there, and for one of the shots, he actually gave her booze, so she didn't know it. So they were drinking booze on set. The other one is that Clark Gable would refuse to go, or was refusing to go to one of the premieres in, I think, Georgia, because they wouldn't let her attend. And only conceded when she finally convinced him he he needed to go. But he wouldn't go because they wouldn't let her in. Because she was black. Yep. See? That's where they were, people. <laughs> That's where they still are. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. That's where they are. Like, white people stormed the freaking Capitol building of that country. And less people got shot than at a funeral for George Floyd. Okay, why did we do Gone with the Wind? This is supposed it's, to be a happy podcast. It's only, it's only two people. It's just, it's just because of the, the time we're living in. I know, I know. Like, for us, I don't know when you guys listen to us, for us, that, that riot and stuff just happened last week. Uh, so, yeah, still pretty fresh in our minds. In contrast, we rioted when we lost a hockey game. Yeah, but we don't know how to riot like they do. No. Like we did some shit, yeah. and then we went back the next day and cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. So who, who did you have? Oh yeah, I guess I go first. Yes. Um, I had Loretta Divine. I don't know if you know who that is. Name sounds familiar. She, she's one of those actresses who you definitely know her, but you know her voice, not because she does voice work. But she has. A... But you look at her and you're like, oh. When, when you know when she's talking, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, she's been in lots of things. She was in Boston Public, the TV show. She was in the movie Crash, uh, yes, Wedding I to know. Exhale, Urban Legend. Like she's been in lots of things. But do you know mm-hmm. what I mean when you look at her? Like you know that voice. Yep. So and that's mm-hmm. why that's why I picked her because again, as I said, I want there to be not like I don't want it to be overly sassy. I don't want this to be turned into some sort of comedy. Mm-hmm. But I want her to put them in their place. Right? Yeah. So, and I definitely want to cut up the scene where Scarlet hits her. Or was it Prissy? Hits Prissy. I do not want that. Where she hits Prissy? Yeah. Because she was scared. She hit Prissy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of slapping in this movie. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if white people slap white people. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're slapping somebody you own, that's where I draw the line. (laughs) We don't own anybody, so that's the... Yeah. All right. Okay. Who did you have? So, I went with... I thought we were going to choose the same person, to be honest. I went with Octavia Spencer. Really did think about her, because she's so amazing. She is so amazing, and I think she could bring a lot to this role. But the main reason I didn't pick her... Because she played this part in The Help. The Help. And that's kind (laughs) of why I went with that. Because it is hard, and she... And she did it amazingly, amazingly well in that movie. <laughs> so, let's... Well, I'll be honest. Let's just transfer that over. Like, she is a great actress. Um, and, yeah, give her give her more than just the whole mammy mm-hmm. character. Like, build on it. Like, like you could totally be... put more into the antagonistic relationship she has with Rhett. 
mm-hmm. right? And and even the antagonistic relationship she has with Scarlet. Like, yeah, she loves Scarlet and takes care of Scarlet, but like, like, there's no reason why she can't be like, you are being a complete bitch, <laughs> except for not using that word, right? Like, Scarlet, you're being a bitch. Because like, she, she, even in the background, like when when like when Ashley comes back from the war, she's like, no, no, she's not, he's not yours. Yeah. Right? Like, like she stopped Scarlet yeah. a bunch of times. Was like, yeah. no, that's her husband. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think Octavia Spencer would be oh, yeah. a good choice. Yeah. Speaking of Ashley. Ashley Wilkes. Ashley Wilkes is our next character. Originally played by Leslie Howard. With stupid hair. Yes. Sorry, it's just terrible. But this is where you, one of your favorite characters comes from, right? Ashley Williams? No, I was thinking of Ash from, from the Evil Dead. His name is Ashley Williams. Oh, was it Williams? I didn't know that was his yeah, last name. It's Ash Williams. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. why I was like looking at you like, what are you talking about? I didn't know I, his last name was Williams. His first name is Ashley, too. I, I knew it was Ashley, though, yeah. Because they call him that in Evil Dead 1. They call him Ashley a couple of times. Yeah, his sister does. Yeah. And then she doesn't show up in Evil Dead 2. And then she shows up in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Good. Yeah. I don't care. It was great. Um, who is your Ashley? I went with a pretty boy. <laughs> I went with Army Hammer. Huh? I figured he needs to be pretty enough that Scarlet's drawn to him to somehow. But then... Kind of that just look of him to be the gentleman, which I think... I could definitely see Army Hammer in one of those like southerner suit. suits. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my, my choice. Mr. Army Hammer. The Lone Ranger. The Lone... Oh. <laughs> why, why? We won't bring that up. <laughs> why not? <laughs> that movie was a Disney family movie where the villain ate hearts. Human hearts. <laughs> Yes, and, and you're like, Johnny Depp played an Indian. Yeah, 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 whatever. But that was bad enough. But like, this is a family movie. What's the villain going to do? Is he just going to be a bad guy? No, he's going to massacre Indians and eat the hearts of living people. What? <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> anyway, um, I picked Taylor Hochlin. Hotchlin? I don't know how to say his last name. Um, he is currently Superman in the DC TV universe. Okay. Um, and I picked him because he's a really good Superman. And I kind of want Ashley being a goody two-shoes. Because that's kind of how I saw him. Yeah. Um, I'd like to rewrite his character a tad bit. No. I, not <laughs> I don't want him to... I don't want him to lead her on. I want that leading on to be from what Scarlet sees in him, not mm. from what his actual actions are. I don't, again, I, yes, that, that's your view of it. I don't mind it because, sorry, no, because I'm going back to, I don't, it's your view. It's your view. It's wrong. I don't mind it because it proves that everybody in this movie Love Scarlet? Is an asshole. Except for the one we're going to do next. But everybody in this movie has some sort of ulterior motive or, like, wants something that they can't have or something. And I kind of like the fact that 
he knows he's infatuated with her. Yes, but I'm, but and I'm okay with that at the beginning of the movie before he gets married. But once he goes to war and comes back, I don't want like I'm okay with him talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want him kissing her again. I want him rebuking her, rebuffing her. Sorry, mm-hmm. I think they both work. Yeah. Um, and be like, no, I'm married. I love my wife. I love her. I want, but right? I want Scarlet to be his temptation. I want it to be like she's what's tempting him to be like. Well, compared I'm... to the comparatively, the two women, Scarlet was definitely a temptation. No, I know, but I want him to be that. <laughs> like that's what Scarlet is. She's this tempting, yeah, tempting temptress. She's a temptress. You tempting temptress. She's a succubus. Um, that would make this interesting movie interesting. But that makes the relationship between her and uh, Mel- Melanie. I keep saying Melanie. I think it was Melanie. Yeah. Mrs. Wilkes. They called her Melly. Melly. That was why you keep yeah. screwing it up. Where it, it creates this real tension between the two. And it's like, oh, make sure you take care of Ashley. And she's like, no. No. <laughs> I don't know. I still think you should be a but, bit a bit more goody two shoes about it. I, mm-hmm. I I don't mind the temptation part of it, but I think he should be. He should clearly be like, yes, you're pretty, you're awesome, but I can't. I have a wife. She's great. Yeah. She is everything I need. You're too much. She is a good. <laughs> but it even could be she's a good person, and you. Yeah. You know you're. A good businesswoman. You're a giant ball of fire that destroys everything it touches. <laughs> you are the fireball spell. And then Jerry Lee Lewis comes out and starts singing Great Balls of Fire. He's dead. Yeah, well, we can reanimate him. <laughs> That's not. No, he was not that great person. <laughs> All right. Next. Nelly. The only good, decent person in this film. And they let you know it. Because even Rhett goes, there goes one of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. And she dies. And like, that's saying something, because he's met a lot of people, and he's mm-hmm. a prick. <laughs> well, even like the whole, her having to go to the house to like console him and let them do the, was it to let them do the funeral? Yeah. Because he wouldn't let anybody in the room. he didn't want them burying her in the dark, where she was slowly, clearly scared of the dark. Mm-hmm. Which... As a father of a daughter who is actually scared of the dark, really hit hard. <laughs> I did not enjoy you, watching you those scenes. You won't go up there, trust. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah. So, you're up. Yes, um, I picked Kristen Miloti. I'm totally saying you're saying her name wrong, but she is the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Okay. And she's also in Wall Street. She played... She I has, forgot his name. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's first wife in that movie. And she is recently in Palm Springs, which is a Groundhog Day movie with Adam Sandberg, which everyone says is amazing, and I really, really want to see, and I haven't yet. But she is a very talented actress. And if you looked at a picture of her and looked at a picture of Millie, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I want... Millie to be this secretly strong, kind character. Because Millie was weak, like physically weak through most mm-hmm. of this movie. Um, well, they talk about how it's like she can never have another child because it'd yeah. probably kill her. And... Yeah. And, but, but beside all that, 
when Scarlet shoots that person, like she's like, oh no, we're burying this guy. Like she is strong when it counts and when it's needed. And that's what makes her such a good friend. And she never, she never leaves Scarlet's side, no matter what terrible things that woman Sorry. does. There was that one. I don't think it, I don't think it was entirely supposed to be humorous at all. But I think I kind of giggled at it because there was that point where they shoot him, and I think it's Melly that says, "Is it terrible of me to think go through his stuff?" And Scarlet's like, "Nah, I'm thinking the same thing." Yeah, you go through his bag, I'll get his pockets. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." But then, like, that's the thing. They where... find a bunch of money and they can eat, yeah. right? So, but I... That scene was fairly graphic. Mm-hmm. Like, when they shot him, his face got covered in blood. And I'm like... Should have shot him in the where face. Where did you shoot him? <laughs> like, shot but, him, like, point break yeah, in the like, face. I was like, oh, I was not expecting this kind of explosion of blood. But, yeah. Quentin Tarantino is going to direct that one segment for me. <laughs> He's just going to fly back 30 feet. <laughs> Um, yes. Right. Oh, I never said who played her. Who played her? Uh, Olivia de Havilland oh. played her. Very well. Yes. A name I have said many times because it's fun to say, but I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything else, to be honest with you. Let me mm, look probably, her up while but... you give me, oh, fuck. that's right. <laughs> Are you going to swear on our podcast? No, the, the IMDB page for Gone with the Wind is stupid. She's right there. No. Third one down. Is that Vivian? No, that's Scarlet. Oh, sorry. I just saw Vivian. Yeah. Because they do it, they do it like these are the people from the old Tall Oaks, and like mm. Brett Butler's like 30 people down. Clark Gable. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Anyway. It's fine. Because I think that's how it's. Don't they take it from what is shown on the, the credits? I don't know, maybe. And usually the top build people were at the end, right? It just doesn't really matter. Because it'd be you, like, you, here. you, you, uh, um, there we go. So I wanted somebody that could be a Southern belle, mm-hmm. kind of, and be that kind of innocent looking person. That's why. Robin Hood? Robin Hood with Errol Flynn. Yeah. Yeah. Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. That's what it is. That's Did why. she played Maid Marian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We should do that movie. That movie had like... Kevin Costner is in it. No. <laughs> no, but that movie... Um... Carol Hughes? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I can speak with a British accent. <laughs> Elvis, by the way. Mm. Carrie Elvis. Yules. But it connects to him mm. because the um, the person who helped them choreograph the fights on that, his last film was The Princess Bride. Okay. He helped choreograph that fight. So, yeah. The, the sword fight? fight? Yeah. Oh, that's a great fight. That's why I want to do that movie. Okay, um, anyways. Yeah. Um, I went with... One of Danielle's normal picks, uh, Kiernan Shimka. <laughs> oh, okay. She played Sabrina. Yeah. On the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but she has that kind of doe-eyed, innocent look to her, which is what I'm. Until she summons the devil. Till well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she summons the devil. Oh well. But she's still innocent. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this movie just ends with the Cthulhu showing up and taking out Scarlet <laughs> and all of Atlanta. <laughs> Melody's out of bed. Scarlet, I need to tell you something. Cthulhu is real. <laughs> Cthulhu's coming. <laughs> Who's Cthulhu? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> okay, I'm going to be honest. I immediately thought I was going to do this as a comedy. Until you saw the stereotypes? Until I realized that, no, I was going to put in different people in mm-hmm. the stereotype. Like, I was just going to be, like, not 
black people there, but I was just going to make this like a straight up parody of it. I think but, you'd have to, I think you'd go unless you you walked that line perfectly, like you would easily go too far with that. Well, no, I'd make this a spoof, not a No, but you you'd still But not you know even what I mean, like though, right? yeah, I know. Kind of like the interview went too far with insulting Korean people, right? And that's why I got pulled and everything. Mm-hmm. It just went a little it you don't it, but, it went over that hump a little too much. You don't play yeah. yeah. The the problem with that is you don't play the stereotype on those ones. Cuz then you're just disrespecting it. Yeah. That where you I'd play it completely differently. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm not doing it that way. That's good. But Kiernan Chipka. Nice. That's Miss Melanie. Okay. Rhett Butler. Rhett Butler. The Clark Gable. Clearly, clearly older man. <laughs> but he's got the swagger. Yeah. Played by Clark Gable, one of the one of the um, royalty of old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about this guy a lot. What is he most known for on Call IMDb? the Wind, obviously. Um, and then it happened one night. Um, Mutiny on the Bounty and Red Dust. Mm. I have heard of Mutiny on the Bounty, but I have not heard of the other two. Um, but yeah, he is definitely one of the, one of those people who people talk about like up there with some of the greats, Audrey Hepburn and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, who is your Rhett Butler? <sighs> this was a very hard choice because I was like, who can I get that has this kind of charm this exuding of like confidence and then i just who who would be like the attractive male i don't know if i went with all that (laughs) i went with carl urban my wife would tell you you did yeah (laughs) but i think you know he he plays such a variety of characters with like bones and then he's um, so good as in the book in the boys yeah um and then like even in doom it was terrible in doom i hope they get they get another chance to do another star trek film yeah so simon peg rated again Mm, maybe not get some more beastie boys but you insult that scene i love that that scene scene is one of the stupidest awesome things (laughs) that is right up there with everything in pacific rim i do like the beastie boys (laughs) yes that is they should have put Beastie Boys it's, it's in the, it's the It's the part where the hits and they're like surfing on the explosion. <laughs> it's so dumb. I just thought, you know, if they do another Pacific Rim, they should totally do the Beastie Boys as uh, oh, what's the song? Intergalactic? Yes. Because <laughs> that music video was pretty much that. Yeah. Um, but Carl Urban, I think he could pull, pull off that southerness. I think he can pull off that kind of I'm not committed to what well, the South wants to do, but he, he plays a really good Cockney on the boys and he's not Cockney. Yes. So, so I think he would be able to pull a bit of that Clark Gable out, mm-hmm. but still make it kind of his own. Yeah. So Carl Urban, who did you have? Um, so I went with a different kind of cool Barney Stinson. Yep. You got it. <laughs> no. Well, he is a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I went with a different kind of cool. I kind of went with... He is the bad boy that everybody looks up to. Because mm-hmm. Rhett kind of was. Like, he was that... Yeah. Uh, what was that? Roadblock? No. 
bunker buster what do they call them at the party um yeah no uh you know what i mean though he ran through roadblocks yeah yeah um yeah and he destroyed roadblocks (laughs) but um i wanted someone who could exude that plus exude this calm coolness so i went with tom hardy and I wanted someone who was a little bit older. That's why I went with Tom Hardy mm-hmm. as well. Um, but like, not Mad Max, Tom Hardy, not um, Bane. I don't want that. I <laughs> Is want, he gonna wear something over his mouth? I want Inception. I want mm. that. You have to. You have to dream a little bigger, darling. I want that <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah. Right. I want him to be this charming hero. Because that's what Rhett was, right? Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to be a hero, because he was a—he knew he was a jerk. He knew he did it for the money and not for the, for the glory or for the South. Like he wanted to get paid, right? So, did you figure out what it was? Nope. Still looking. Keep going. <laughs> what, are you looking through the script or something? No, I'm looking through the synopsis. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, I I think Tom Hardy would pull this off. Not to mention, I wanted someone who was clearly older than my Scarlet. Mm-hmm. O'Hara. Um, so oh, yeah. I had a hard time. I like who I chose for my Scarlet, but I had a hard time with that. Yeah. He just says he's an arm smuggler. But I know he was a... Yeah, they, they gave him a title. Well, he's captain. captain but... No, no, but like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But did you ever get... You got the feeling he played both sides, right? Or was I that didn't. just me? No. 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 Yeah. I think he was firmly a southern gentleman. I, right? Yeah, okay. Because he enjoyed... The life the South gave him, mm. not the slaves and everything, because he obviously didn't own anything like that. Um, well, no, he did, but you know what I mean. Like he didn't own tracts of land like um, Gerald or Hera did or whatever. Mm. But he was, he enjoyed the whorehouses and booze and the lazy lug life that the South he provided. The New Orleans parties yeah. and yeah, so he enjoyed that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Next, last but not least, Scarlett O'Hara, played by Vivian Lee. Who played it, her, as we said, very well. You hate Scarlett. Yes. But you love the way she's acting. Yeah. Um, and she was a beauty. God, yeah. She is ridiculously attractive. <laughs> um, Like, the first picture on her IMDb is that straight-on shot of her, like, just staring down the camera. Um, from a different movie, but still, like, she did that a couple of times in this one. Yeah. Right? Because she had those beautifully giant eyes. Yeah. Um, she is known for this movie, mm-hmm. of course, in A Streetcar Named Desire. Another big, uh, older movie. She would played Blanche Dubois. That's it. Um, is that the one where he yells, you're tearing me apart? Or am yes. I thinking of another No, one? that's the one. Yeah. Um, uh, Waterloo Bridge. <laughs> Sorry. I just couldn't. I had the lyric. The, the, Waterloo. I had no. I had the line from the room. Oh, <laughs> it's having me a pile, Lisa. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I didn't hit her. I never hit her. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. And the Hamilton woman, where she played Emma Lady Hamilton. Anyway, <laughs> we need to watch the room one no, day. No, we don't. I, I need to watch this movie. <laughs> Maybe that can be our next uh, drunk, drunk review is we watch The Room. No, I thought we were doing uh, the Nicolas Cage one <laughs> where he fights animatronics. No, that's okay. 
Anyway, so I had a hard time with this too. I didn't know if I wanted to go straight sassy or straight beautiful. Hmm. So I actually had two actresses picked, but going through this whole thing, I've picked one finally. Okay. Um, and I went with Anna de Armas. Okay. Um, Knives Out, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with, because she is classically beautiful, just like Vivian Lee was, and as playing Joy, and I do not remember her character from Knives Out, but she is an incredibly strong, strong female character, which, as you said, like Vivian, or Vivian, Scarlet can be, but Viv- Scarlet still... Still goes to the to the man, but she's still whiny. Yeah, she's, yeah. That was part of the problem too. Well, she still goes to the man, but the thing is, like, uh, Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas, yeah. Uh, Marta Cabrera. Okay. Um, she played the nurse. Yeah, she was the nurse. I knew that, but I just couldn't remember the character's name. But the thing about Scarlet, which bothered me. And I, I wouldn't change it because I really do think it's part of the character. Mm. But her reluctance to agree with Rhett's assessment of her. Because um, mm-hmm. Rhett was right. Like, oh, you're yeah. just like me. Like, this is why I love you. You're just like me. You're this scoundrel who's only in it for themselves. And, like, we're mm-hmm. good together. Like, but she just couldn't... She couldn't get over the fact that she was... She wanted to be the woman Ashley loved. Right? Which was Millie. Mm-hmm. Melly, Whatever. Melly. And she couldn't be that person. So I think I think Anna Darmas can get that across because mm-hmm. she is Joy from Twenty Forty Nine was such a remarkable character for me. Anyway, I love that movie so much. We know. <laughs> and yet you've never cast Harrison Ford in anything. No. Why would I cast Harrison Ford? Because <laughs> you have a man crush on the man. <laughs> That's why. Because he's seventy nine <laughs> years old and he's like all the time now. I'm too old to be Gerald O'Hara. 20 years ago, I would have cast them in lots of stuff. <laughs> okay. We do a movie like On Golden Pond, where it's about old people or Cocoon. I'll cast them. <laughs> cocoon. Got it. Okay. <laughs> well, those are the two movies I know that have older people as the main cast, okay? Uh, what about Grumpy Old Men? Yeah, that one too. Yeah. Who, who was that? Walter Matthew? Was that Ma- Matthew, Matthew and Lemon? I think so. Okay. Because they're the original odd couple. I just didn't know yeah. what they... Yeah. I think it's them. Yeah. Scarlet, I I had a hard time because I was trying to figure out how old Scarlet needs to be. And that, See, that's one of the reasons I also picked Anna because she's, she's, she's young, young, but not like stupid young. But and, I, yeah. went, I went older, which hopefully with our modern day, we can make her look slightly younger. But I went with Anne Hathaway. Because she can play a strong female and can also play a bitch. <laughs> but she has that like classic look to her, too. And kind of that look. She, she definitely has an old Hollywood look to her. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, even in, like, Ocean's 8 and... I didn't really ever see The Dark Knight Rises, but whatever. <laughs> In The Dark Knight Rises, she wasn't really like that, but other movies she has. But like to... Les Miserables. Where they shave off all her hair and pull her teeth out? Yeah. Yeah, that's, she's so classically she's so beautiful. Classically in that. beautiful. <laughs> but she can play emotion, and she yeah. she's a great actress. I struggled because, yes, she is 
much older. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be like, you're playing a 17-year-old in the beginning of this movie. Okay, well. But she can. I think she'd be able to pull it off enough. And then, yeah, I think just the way she, she acts and she can have that confidence in herself, she would play this role perfectly. Yeah. So. I, went with, I, I agree I'm with happy. you, but again, like, I would have... Like the conversation about Harrison Ford a minute ago. If it was ten years ago, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. Like this wouldn't be even a question. It would be Anna Hathaway. Like, yeah. I know she's just like right after her Princess Bride stuff. Princess no Princess Diaries, Diaries. stuff. Like all that when she mm-hmm. blew up. Like that totally would have been the perfect time for for her, but for her to do that stuff. But yeah. I say we we go with it. We've got some good technology and costuming and all that and. Do you want to hear my other choice? Who was your other choice? Emma Stone. Almost went that, but I think she would play it a little too comedic. She would. Because she is very funny. And she has that that cadence to the way she talks. That is just not, I'm not going to say sassy, like sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really want that from my Scarlet. But she no. was my other idea. She was actually the one person I thought of throughout the whole movie. I'm watching this. I'm like, I think Emma Stone should play this. Uh, and I don't think I've ever picked her either. And I, mm. I love her. She's a great actress. She's a great actress. Um, but again, I would go same. Like if I'd, I'd rather hear her be funny. If like this, that's the thing, right? But that would be the thing. If I was making this a comedy, yeah, she would be perfect. Like if I was spoofing Gone with the Wind, it would have probably been like an Emma Stone or I was trying to think of some of the other funny ladies. Jenny Slate. Yeah. Well, even that or. Why can't I think of her name? Uh, Ghostbusters. Help me out Kate here. Kate McKinnon? Yeah. Put Kate McKinnon in this role. I think if you're going to put Kate McKinnon in this movie as a comedy, you would have to put her as, like, Frank. <laughs> no. No, but, like, or or the or the the one who gets spurned and doesn't get to marry Frank. Like, you know what? Let's just put Kate McKinnon actually, in as that. Actually, you know anyway. what? You would put Kate McKinnon in as, like, four or five women who hate Scarlet throughout the movie. Because there's always at least one or two throughout the eras. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't put Belle down in this. Who's Belle? The lady of the <laughs> Gentleman's Club. Oh, she's only in like two scenes. She's in like six scenes. Yeah, whatever. They barely talk to her. She tries to give them money and nobody wants to take her money. Yeah. But I didn't know who the hell she was at the beginning. Like when they when that scene happens, I'm like, I don't well, know who the hell this is. But I think that's the point. You're not yeah. supposed to know why everyone's scorning her until you learn later. Yeah. But then she has that scene with Melanie in her cab where she's mm-hmm. like, if we're in town, it's fine if you don't talk to me. She's like, I'm still going to talk to you. And you're like, oh, she is a good person. Do you, do you remember? God, it was years and years and years ago. But when a local strip club, Brandy's raised a shit ton of money for breast cancer research because one of their strippers got breast cancer Mm. and Canadian Cancer Society was like, no, we're not taking your money. I remember (laughs) something strippers. Remember something along that line. Yeah. And they like, it was a huge news story here because like another, and another charity was like, we'll take your money. We don't give a crap. (laughs) So yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't care. You're giving to help. Like, unless it's coming from Nazis, like, (laughs) yeah. How's this money? Yeah. (laughs) We have gold. <laughs> oh, bah. we're we're terrible people sometimes. Yes, but we're allowed to make fun of Nazis because we're also white. Yeah. Woo. Yes. yes. <laughs> I am a very little German. I am not. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember something along the lines, but like, yeah, that's just like we we don't 
that's on the charity. Like, that's a bad charity then. Yeah. Like, oh, cancer research? We're not going to take like, stripper money. But, like, this is the same thing. Like, anybody should take stripper money. <laughs> Strippers don't usually give out money. <laughs> they don't really take it. No, um, but like, that's that's one of the things about that scene, too, is, like, once they finally figured out who that was, I'm like, why the hell didn't you just take her money? Who cares where it comes from? Because, like, again, that's kind of the whole setup of their, yeah. Yeah. you know. But, again, this is what I was. Southern. This, this is what I was ranting about when it came to America. Like, their southern values that they hold up so high. Like, we're the best kind of gentlemen. You own people. You are not gentlemen. <laughs> you are the worst human beings. Like, it's just... Well, and it blows just, my mind. It, it... Again, this one, I think, a lot like uh, Gettysburg did, just glossed over that fact. This I, one, not I, as bad. I don't think this one glosses over it at all. I think this one glorifies it because I think that's what this movie was supposed to do. Hmm. I think this movie, I think whoever wrote it, I think it was a book, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Whoever wrote this, whoever wrote the screenplay, whoever directed it. Yeah, that's right, Victor Fleming. I'm throwing you under the bus for this one. Oh, was it of Oz? Um, I think that's how they felt about this. Hmm. Well, yeah, because that whole opening uh, scroll that goes by, he talks about how... This civilization is now gone with the wind. Yeah. And you're like, thank Good. God. <laughs> it needed to. Yeah. In and fact, burn it down. Also, I don't feel sorry for one, any of them. No, it's not. And <laughs> No, but. Two, but like, yeah. Good. This, this, this world, this, we are living off the backs of other mm-hmm. human beings in a way where it's, this is Marie Antoinette shit. Mm-hmm. Right? This is let them eat cake. I'm building a village so I can watch poor people play. She never actually said that, but no, keep going. You know what I mean. It's the famous line. I know. Um, but it, that's what it is. It's These people were just monsters. Which is why when I was watching this in the beginning, they're like, yes, we're going to war. I'm like, Haha, I know what happens to you in Gettysburg. <laughs> Good luck. Because <laughs> we watched the movie. <laughs> All four and a half hours of that piece of shit. Okay, where can one, they find us? One more to go. They can find us. Why am I saying it? You say it all the time. Because I, I say it all the time. Oh, find us on any podcast provider, Google Play, iTunes, I believe Spotify. Where can they find you? They can find me on Etsy on the Canuck Comic Guy store. Yes, they can. They can yeah. find Danielle uh, at Fionavir on Instagram. All lowercase. I am here on this podcast. This is where you find me. Yes. Please listen. Yeah. If you have views of the South, <laughs> tweet at them. <laughs> tweet tweet, tweet at the South? Tweet at it. Just tweet the South. Tweet something. <laughs> just don't tweet us. I don't think we have no, a Twitter. No. We do. Do we? Yeah. Oh, Rick, my God. Uh, at Recasted Pod. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, we have... We have. Please do come talk to us. I know we're, we're only doing a few views uh, or a few listens an episode, but we really do appreciate this. Um, if you are listening, please do contact us. That would be very, very nice and helpful. Enjoy. Tell us how we can improve. Yes. That would be nice. Or suggest a movie. Yes, because finally we're going to be done this silly month. Next week, we're going to be watching a movie with a whole different group of monsters. <laughs> that we can make fun of. Yeah. The uh, Von Trap Kids. <laughs> yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. All of us here at Recasted. Go watch The Sound of Music.